Today on John Talks Games, we're going to discuss the questions you ask when first developing your campaign world. This episode is sort of an extension of the episode we did earlier on fluff. Some of you who don't have all the experience that others do may have questions about how do I even get to the start of fluff as indicated in your earlier episode? Well, now we're going to go through the very basic start of that process. For me, the very first thing I do is I set the players up in a village. This village will have a size, a population, and perhaps some sort of industry. These are the very first things that I look at. Does the village have 200 members or only 50? If it's only 50, then it's going to probably just be a select number of farmer families, a blacksmith, and maybe one or two other small industries like a leather worker. This type of town is also going to be very close-knit. Everybody is going to know everybody. Uh, in a case of only 50 or 60 people in the town, they're probably all cousins. But in the case where you get to a larger town, one of the first questions I ask is, what crops are grown that support this particular community? If it's wheat and beans and types of things of this nature, there's not probably going to be much more than subsistence farming being done. If the crop is something a little more exotic, such as olives or some type of exotic wildlife product like spider silk, these more specialized products will require some sort of trade base with the particular town or village. They will need to be trading with others for the products they use every day. If the town requires special trade, that means it will also require stables, somebody to service wagons. It will also require an entire inn, a larger tavern, a whole host of additional businesses that can now be supported due to the additional people moving in and out of the village. Now that we know our initial village and sort of what its industry looks like, we also have to look at the law and order of that village, one that is fairly sizable at this point, that trades with outside villages or neighboring communities will require some sort of town guard, a watch to keep things kind of in order when the outsiders come to town. When you develop the watch, think about things like what is their preferred weapon? What is a weapon that has a cultural identity perhaps either to the town or to the entire region that these guardsmen use? In many fantasy settings, this is a spear, a pike, something of that nature. I tend to avoid this weapon in particular and tend to go for something a little more interesting when I can. Also keep in mind that the town guard are there to keep the peace, not to inflict injuries. So the weapon itself should have some sort of intimidation to it. In this way, the guard can intimidate with the weapon without necessarily actually injuring their cousin who's drunk at the tavern. Now that I've established a few of these basic elements, I want to look at how that town functions on a daily basis. And at this point, I typically move toward religion and festivals. The religion of a farm community is going to probably be based around crops, seasons, or nature. 
whereas a seaside community would be more about the sea in some way, as it provides the bounty that keeps the village sustained. Perhaps a god of weather to keep away tempests or for calm seas. Some towns may even have multiple faiths, one for those who deal with the fields and the harvest, as well as those tied to the sea nearby or the large lake. In this case, it's also a good idea to think about how the two religions interact. Do the followers look down upon each other, or is it much more of a strong community, regardless of which faith they follow? Now that we've discovered the town that our initial troop is going to start in, roughly 200 people, we'll say this one has both religions available, one for the sea and trade, and another for the land. Specifically, let's say it's focused on wine, because grapes are the primary interest here in the town. Now that we've made several choices, we need to understand the geography that makes this village important or established. In this case, we've decided it's going to be seaside. They grow grapes for their wines, meaning that the terrain will have to be good for those particular events to occur. Otherwise, the town really would not make sense where it is. Thus, we're going to have to have ample area to grow grapes, and we will have to have a relatively deep harbor in which ships may pass in and out. I now see this community as a small bay on the edge of some rolling hills. One of the next things that I look at is the magic available. If we're in a fantasy realm, magic exists. Even if it's simple magic, how available is it in the particular town, and how is that magic generated? For a village of roughly 200, I would assume most of the magic items would come to the village via trade. And most of these items would be simple items of use, meaning a wand of magic missiles would not be common. But a coin that glows in the dark might be very helpful. Any item which is magical in nature that could help a boat navigate, or to help determine the time of year for crops to be both planted and pulled, would be of extreme value in this particular village. I would also probably sprinkle in one or two what I would consider greater magic items, so that they could maybe be in the use of the guard, used to help determine maybe if someone is lying, or to be able to seed for a good distance out into the hills for a threat that might be approaching the village. Now that I have the magical nature of the village firmly in mind, I will have a better idea of what type of magic items the party themselves might receive when we first design the characters. Before we move on to the importance of characters, what we need to consider are, what are the threats to this village? What are things that the players, or the characters, have encountered here in their growing up in the village that may lead to threats that indicate the very first adventure the party might take? In the case of a village that does do normal trade, where the trade routes have not been disrupted greatly, I would not use rampaging creatures like orcs or hobgoblins. I would probably choose a more natural threat. In the case of this village, I would probably focus on a more natural threat. Something along the lines of a pack of ravaging wolves. Perhaps even an aberration of some sort, like an owlbear that has reached the particular frontier. 
these particular threats are going to most likely affect the farms first. But if left unchecked, may lead to problems within the village structure itself or disrupt the town. Thus, in developing the town, I have actually created the seeds of my very first adventure for the party. Getting away from the adventure and back toward the town and its development, the next thing I ask is, what are the secrets of this particular town? All towns should have at least one dark secret that lies at the foundation of the city. This does not mean that there's always a dark cult or some sort of evil necromancer lurking among the people. But it could mean that there's a group of individuals who perhaps don't like elves and wish to see them removed from the world of fantasy. The secret also might be unknown to the town in general, but is something that could be discovered by the players during the course of play. In the case of a hidden secret, typically I focus on something such as a forgotten temple or an underground crypt. This can be introduced easily into your game as something has recently allowed that location to become active again or exposed to the surface to allow certain things to escape. I hope you've enjoyed this particular discussion about developing your very first village and how to put together some of the fluff tied to your particular game. If this podcast has been useful to you, I would hope that you would share it with others, subscribe for further content, and, if you really like, donate to support the channel. I'll talk to you again soon. Have a wonderful afternoon.